Bippity boppity boo, you guys. <laughs> what? I don't know. I have no idea what to say at the beginning <laughs> now, so I'm just like, I, I'm going to just. is something to say. Yeah, I'm going to say that forever. <laughs> Somebody told me they were watching Mary Poppins last night. I can't remember who. Um, I heard. All right. <laughs> not, this is not I about. I guess that wasn't from Mary Poppins anyway. I was, <laughs> I was wondering. Right? I was listening to a podcast and there was a, 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 a voice actor lady on there and she's the voice of uh, Play, the Playboy channel. Wow. And she was talking nice. about introducing a movie. Uh, it was like um, like a, like a little person porn movie. Yeah. Oh, dear. And it was called Itty Bitty Bang Bang. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Which, uh, wow. you know. Yes. That sort of has something to do with Mary Poppins, right? Is Dick Van Dyke in Mary, Mary Poppins? I think uh, so. Probably, yeah. Is Dick Van Dyke in Itty Bitty Bang Bang? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, so what's going on, you guys? This is the Big Planet Comics Podcast, episode 93. <laughs> Hopefully this is working because uh, my computer keeps trying to connect me to Cox Wi-Fi. That does not have anything to do with the, the Playboy channel. <laughs> uh, um, so what's going on, you guys? You uh, know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Nick. Getting excited about SPX. The Small yep. Press Expo. Yeah. Yeah. It's only a week away. Bongo. Bongo. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is our Bongo Comics episode. <laughs> We're going to review a bunch of Simpsons Milo, comics. Milo Zytlo. Uh, yeah, oh, geez, the, the Coldplay comic. Did we review that on, the, on we here? We did. Oh, I don't think we did. Oh. I, we, thought, we, I think we, we read, read it and we were like, not to talk about it. <laughs> oh, boy. A little, uh, a little inside baseball, you guys. Sometimes we read comics and they're so bad that we don't review them. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, Small Press Expo is coming up. By the way, my name's Kevin. I'm Nick. I'm Jared. Yeah, and... Uh, that's uh, always an exciting time around here. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. So, uh, Baltimore is next week, and I think for us working, this in, or this yeah, co- this coming up weekend, I think working at a comic store, something like the Baltimore Comic Con, isn't as exciting. Yeah. I don't because it's an awesome convention. It's really one of the better conventions, but Small Press Expo is like a level above. Yeah, you just see stuff there that you would never see. Yeah, it's, it's just the best. There's way like to a reason a show. to go. There's like a real reason to go there besides like, hey, I want to go see Stanley. Yeah, I want to see Stanley and buy like a GI Joe uh, aircraft carrier for a thousand dollars. Oh my god, <laughs> my friend had one of those as a kid. Oh, he should he awesome. should go on Toy Hunters, some <laughs> destination America. And you've been watching way too much cable. Yeah, I know it's terrible having cables. The worst. It's called lizard lick towing and yeah, lizard lick telling about amish mafia oh, i want right. to see amish mafia did we talk about mountain monsters on on this podcast uh, we no. watched mountain monsters <laughs> we did watch mountain I don't okay i know what it is just uh a little aside you guys uh this is our special mountain monsters episode. <laughs> we'll do our bongo comic stuff later oops all right there. uh but uh mountain monsters is like it's a show about a bunch of hillbillies Yep. No offense Sasquatch. to no, mountain that's what folk. they call themselves. Yeah, no offense uh, to mountain folk. Yeah, they call themselves hillbillies. <laughs> it's okay. The people of the mountains. Uh, just looking for like uh, monsters, like like the like a Sasquatch. I was joking, but that <clears> or looking awesome. for uh, like a lizard man. <laughs> that's the one I saw. Or the Mothman from the Mothman prophecies. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, and it's really funny. One of them. They, named... they always come so close. Who's your favorite? <laughs> let's, let's go around the table and name our favorite person on Mountain Monsters. Mine's Huckleberry. I've. <laughs> I don't even know their names. Uh, well, yours would be Huckleberry too. Cletus yeah. is my favorite. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, I think there's one named Bobo. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the animatics that they do of the yeah the monsters. 3D models. They look like they're from Tekken Two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huckleberry's the best, you guys. Apparently, <laughs> I swear he's like seven feet tall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. No, that's not true. <laughs> I'm getting ready for SPX. I just uh, I've, I'm going to have a comic there. Yeah. That I wrote. Uh, called Zodiac Star Force Adventures. Yeah. I've cool. talked about Zodiac Star Force on here before. So what is this Adventures thing? Adventures like? is like sort of, um, I don't okay. want to say like a kid's version like or a like, chibi version. like a chibi version. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's going to be fun. Uh, Paulina Ganeshow is drawing it. She does all our podcast pictures. She's the best. And uh, yeah, she rules. She's at, she's at home drawing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm here doing this. Yeah. Uh, Make it work. Yeah. And then Nick... Is also going to have a comic at SPX this sure, year. Sure. If I finish it in time. <laughs> I, I also have do. to go home and finish drawing it. No, I'll, I'll right have now. it done. He oh. was drawing seconds before we started this podcast. It's true. Yeah. His comic is called Gang War. Yep, yep. It's about uh, a gang war. It's about a gang war. And oh. it's uh, very like inspired by, say, the Warriors. Yeah. It's like the Warriors. Um, Ramped up, though. Yeah, yeah. With a little Benjamin Mara in there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it's It'll be fun. It's uh, awesome. Yeah. The pages I've read anyway. Yeah. We're going to interview about it when it comes out. That's true. And both of these are being put out by Big Planet Comics Comics. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, which just means that uh, Jared is paying for them, and then we have to put his picture on the front cover. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be fun. Jared, is there anything in particular you're excited to check out at SBX this year? Um, 
honestly, it's so many people are there this year. Like Nick was saying last time that he needed like a checklist of who to go see. And I don't even know how to han- handle it, honestly. Right, to make a chart. Yeah. Especially like coming at it from the publishing Big Planet Comics and Retrofit Comics. It's like, it's kind of like a scouting mission now. Is like, yeah. who is awesome that we've never heard of? Maybe right. we could do comics with them or something. So, no, I'm, uh, I don't know. Cool. Hopefully I'll survive. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It'll be all right. I'm yeah. always excited to see like uh, all those. I don't know what the, what the they're not even really like a group, but it's like uh, Mike Mitchell, Ollie Moss, Dustin right. Harbin, all those guys. I like those guys. I like the yeah, like a posse. Do. Yeah, they're like a little uh, posse of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's definitely like uh, what do you say, colleagues or like peers, peer groups of like certain people who all like work together and like yeah. each other's stuff and have similar styles. And they're just going every year. You make friends, so they're people I'm excited to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be cool. Yeah, and a bunch of good comics coming out. Yeah, I'm excited. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, so what have what have you been up to, Jared? What have you been doing? Nick and I have been making our comics. I went to Emerald Isle in North Carolina, which is the most amazing beach I've ever been to. Is it green? Um, nope. Where's the name come from? The green. When Emeralds. was it founded? <laughs> Are there a lot of Irish people there? No, huh. maybe. There are a lot of terrible names on all the houses, like Sea Breeze, spelled just with the letter C. So the houses are named like boats. Yes, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> they are really weird. Yeah, that's really strange. But but you had a good time. Did you go swimming? I did not. Did you go fishing? I did not. Did you go in a boat? Nope. What nope. street? What street were you staying? <laughs> okay. How did you get uh, to the island? <laughs> I drove. There's a bridge. Okay. Did you sleep in the captain's lady? <laughs> <laughs> no. But we stay in this awesome like mansion of a house that had like five bedrooms and like uh, let's see, it had its own movie room. It had a pool. That's pretty sweet. A hot tub. A pool table, a karaoke machine, a one of those little soccer where you twist the tube. Foosball. A foosball table. Twist the tube soccer, I think, Thank is you. the real That's name. That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, three <laughs> fridges, two dishwashers. It was like the most ridiculous thing ever. But most importantly, it had a Pirates of the Caribbean pinball machine. Oh, the one that Stern put out in, in 2007? Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. I played it. It's pretty fun. It's a good yeah. game. Yeah. It's, got, it's got a pirate ship. Yeah, Stern's okay. And they had uh, they had <laughs> plaques. Pinball we should. They had plaques up on the wall for every year, the guest who had the highest score. Oh, are they Pirates of the Caribbean plaques? Uh, no. Sadly. The Jester of Tortuga award goes to <laughs> Jared Smith, the Jester of Tortuga. I nah, wasn't that good. No. Top score the, is like 200 million or something crazy. You got the Barbosa Award. <laughs> <laughs> What's Kira Knightley's? Oh, you got the Elizabeth Swan Award. <laughs> oh, man, I take that award. Oh, how do I know that? How do you know that? I, I don't know. How do I know? Yeah. Touch my baby. You know too, you know too many things <laughs> uh, about her. That, that sounds fun. Do. Jared always does crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nick and I just doing our thing. Doing our thing. Regular stuff. Comics thing. You know another thing we like to do? Oh, I did, I did go oh. to a, a Lebanese festival. How was oh, that? that? Where? Was great. Did you have... Uh, uh, it was near my house, actually. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was in uh, McLean, sort of. Oh. Did you have any french fries with garlicky stuff on them? No, but I did have some delicious shawarma. Oh, oh actually, I had a bunch. I had Yeah, we got plates full of different foods and they were all delicious that's how they do it it was great it was really good cool. my, my one of my dad's distant cousins was there was, was there was, any kind of combination cool. of ground beef and pine nuts yep there it you was go great <laughs> or lambs killed in any fashion oh yeah, yeah apparently they had a lamb on a spit and then they just gave it out to everybody but then it ran away <laughs> <laughs> it got off uh no yeah it was, it was fun that's cool that's cool you guys ever think that han solo could have ended up like that Probably they were going to eat him, right? Also, yeah. all of them could have ended up like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Awkward. Well, not C three PO, probably. Yeah, he probably would have been all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Speaking of C three PO, let's do some news. Speaking of C three PO, James Spader is Ultron in Avengers two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. We. Uh. Yeah. The cool. <laughs> yeah. Will you read the rest of that story? Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's the guy from Boston Legal or whatever. Yep, that's what I wrote. <laughs> cool. That's the all the news that's fit to print. He's the guy from The Office, man. He was in The Office. He was Robert California in The Office. He was in Boston Legal. He was in Tough Turf. He was in <laughs> Secretary. He was, was that him. Uh, he wasn't. He was in True Colors. Stargate. Oh. And Stargate. Stargate. Oh, now we're hitting he something. Was in Stargate. Some David Cronenberg movie, probably. Who else is in Stargate? He was in Crash. Kurt Russell. 
Yeah. Is Kurt Russell going to be in this movie? Oh, I wish. That would be amazing. He could play Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> uh, he, he was in Crash, but not the uh, we're going to teach you that racism is bad Crash, but the... We're going to teach you that racism is sexy. Yeah, the <laughs> having sex with car crash victims Crash. Uh, also, didn't I try out. explaining that plot to people and they just don't get it. <laughs> they're like, I don't they're like, like I, no, I understand, but I don't want to know. I didn't like that movie, but it was better than the other Crash. It's, <laughs> that's true. Uh, it's probably David Cronenberg's worst movie. Really? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I feel like uh, better than yeah, existence. What's that, one, what's that one in the nineties? Existence. Oh, I didn't. His new movie's supposed to be really bad. Didn't he do Cosmopolis with Robert Pattinson? I don't know. Did was he? that his son? I <laughs> know oh, that was him, or was it? Was his son <laughs> direct movies? I feel like Robert Pattinson's son. <laughs> no, David Cronenberg's. Son. Uh, that kid is talented. Uh, but anyway, James Spader's Ultron should be pretty cool. But what you didn't should write it? on here was that they also cast Rocket Raccoon. They oh. did. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Huh. From it's Limitless. Pretty, pretty interesting. From The Hangover? <laughs> from Alias. Yeah, from Alias, indeed. Uh, or from Silver Linings Playbook, if we want to say a good thing that he was in. From yeah, uh, True. Wet Hot American From the Summer. first three seasons of Alias. <laughs> is Bradley no, Cooper in Wet Hot American Summer? I think he's in every yeah. season of Alias. Yeah, he's... No, I'm just saying those has, are the good ones. <laughs> oh, okay. He has a notorious makeout scene. That's why he never gets interviewed about that film. Oh. Mm-hmm. Who does he make out with? Uh, I forget the guy. Tom, Tom Lennon? No. Who's the other guy in there? Tom Bergeron. Yeah, ben Grant? Nope. Elias Kuteas? Nope. <laughs> Man, you know him. Is all. he in that? I don't know. It's like the, I get him and that other guy mixed up. One of them's on Law and Order, and one's on Oz. But that might also be the same person. <laughs> Speaking of Oz, where is Ben Templesmith? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the weirdest story. Well, so Ben Templesmith has been replaced on Ten Grand after cutting off contact with JMS. <laughs> yeah. So ten. So Ten Grand is a um, comic. We is reviewed. a comic that we reviewed by J. Michael Straczynski. Right. It's uh, not published by Top Cow, but it should be because <laughs> it's about cops and demons. And uh, yeah, Ben Temple Smith was the artist on it, and they said. The reason appears to be because Temple Smith has allegedly gone MIA uh, and is not responding to emails. They said they sent him an email in July and he hasn't gotten back yet. Wow. Strange. <laughs> Maybe or should. sent him a script in July and he hasn't yeah, gotten back to them. That's, I, that's so weird. A different email. Maybe he's like upgraded. <laughs> I wonder. To like yeah, I don't know. Or something. Was he mad at like Straczynski? I don't know. They said so they contacted him on Twitter, all kinds of stuff and just nothing. Must have, must have pissed him off or something. Yeah. Was he alive? No, yeah. So somebody said that, like, that knows him was like, he's okay. <laughs> wow. And J. Michael Straczynski was like, that's the most important thing. But the second most important thing is come draw my comic. Yeah. yeah. So he got replaced by C.P. Smith. And uh, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, I feel like he's somebody that's he's like pretty good. part of the drawing team with Shirley Temple. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. They're just that. trying to replace Temple Smith. As oh, oh, okay. There we go. Oh. <laughs> took, took me a long time. But admittedly, it's because it was quite a stretch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of a stretch, uh, no. Hayden Black and J.H. Williams are going to stretch their legs and quit Batwoman. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was the way to say that. But yeah. their careers into the So future. this was a pretty crazy thing that happened, I guess, like last night. Yeah, like yep. just when we thought there wasn't going to be any like terrible DC news for like a week, <laughs> this happens. Breaking news. Yeah, so uh, should I read this from what Hayden Blackman said? Yeah, I definitely, I pulled out the part that I thought was important. She, uh, I, it says, I can, uh, do you want me to read it? Yeah, yeah you, you read okay. it. It says, unfortunately, in recent months... That's not his voice. Do his voice. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he talks like this. Unfortunately, in recent months, DC has asked us to alter a completely discarded many lines. Oh, wait. Wow. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Um, That's why he got No, there. it says, unfortunately, in recent months, DC has asked us to alter or completely discard many long-standing storylines in ways that we feel compromise the character and the series. We were told to ditch plans for Killer Clock, Croc's origin, forced to drastically alter the original ending of our current arc, blah, blah, blah. And then... It says, most crushingly, they were prohibited from ever showing Kate and Maggie actually getting married. (laughs) All of these editorial decisions came at the last minute, and always after a year or more of planning and plotting on our end, Hayden Blackman. And uh, the statement was also, I guess, sort of co-sponsored by J.H. Williams, who's also leaving the book. Yeah, he put out some statements, too. But he also put one out that said that the... The marriage thing wasn't about them being gay. It was just like they didn't want somebody, didn't just don't want any heroes getting married anymore. Cause yeah, it's it, like it the, kind of ruins their the Peter Parker, Lois and Clark, the storylines forever. Yeah. That's why Spider Man and Superman are you know single now. Yeah, but it's still like can't write stories well. <laughs> yeah, it's still kind of a an example of how they just try to control everything. I heard about the Killer Croc thing because they wanted to do some storyline that they'd been building for a long time and then dc was like no we're doing a different thing and it's going to be during villain villains month yeah so basically they like the the storyline they had been building for a year was killed for what 
is going to be just a killer croc one shot. Yeah. 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 Even though <laughs> they easily could have made the Batwoman killer croc villains month issue. But now, you know, there's no way D- DC can deny this anymore that they're like, oh, no, editorial is not the reason. It's just that they just couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. This is this yeah. is a growing list of people. And it's not like like a lot of people have left, left DC. But you don't see people just come out in public and say stuff like this. Yeah, that's unless the, there's it's, really a problem. And it's quite common for people to leave companies and work somewhere else. But this is the complaining and yeah, like when when you're just like, you know what, I'm gonna burn all my bridges and I don't yeah. even care because it's yeah. just you know uh, like bad times. Um, yeah, and Andy Diggle like uh, tweeted and he was like, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he did this. He the yeah. same thing happened to him. Yep. Same thing happened to George Perez. Same thing happened uh, just recently to Kevin McGuire. Yeah, right? I think. Uh, uh, Bendis tweeted too. He's like, "Hey, JH Williams, we just picked up Kevin McGuire. Let me know if he wants some work." He's like, "We will. <laughs> I'll let you know when we're done with our story." Oh wow! So that's but, awesome. But he also said, yeah. "You know, I've got all this it's stuff like, for with Sandman coming up." So he's like, "When I'm done with that." So yeah, which is great. Hopefully, I mean, he's not off Sandman. No, yeah. I don't think he's off Sandman. I mean, he's we'll not going to be off there. Hopefully, they won't kick him off of it. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, he's not going to leave it, but they might yeah, just get Ben Temple Smith. He should be <laughs> back by then. He's free. <laughs> free and got nothing to do uh yeah so uh that's all our news for this week yeah what did you guys think let's do a little roundup roundup of the news (laughs) yeah let's do roundup isn't that what we just did (laughs) in reflection all those things happened the most exciting thing is uh bradley cooper is right correct is that the most exciting thing i think so Uh, for me and it's terrible i get excited whenever terrible things happen at dc yeah yeah. i'm like ooh, (laughs) some kind of change i don't know yeah yeah like yeah i think that's what it is it's like that thing where i'm just like all right maybe we're getting closer to like the boiling point here and like you know or you know maybe we're gonna hit rock bottom we can start climbing back up that ladder (laughs) there was another dc thing this week i forgot about villains month or whatever Uh how they didn't put any of the creators on the covers oh, that's right oh <laughs> they forgot to add them on there oh, boy. <laughs> well the other thing i heard was that since they had to do it so early in the they didn't know who to was doing them. in china they just didn't know who the creators but, would be but they also didn't do them on the 2d ones which is yeah. just just made up don't man. tell anyone that part. yeah like because they could yeah. say oh hey we didn't do it on the 3d ones because we don't want to mess up the picture or something mm, like yep but yeah for the other ones it's not yeah. it makes it much sense. nope wouldn't it just say like dan didio and like whoever <laughs> that co, yeah like written uh, by bob harris and various other <laughs> editorial yeah. staff exactly. at dc comics uh well that's it for news you guys want to answer some questions yep let's do it First question this week comes from Ray Savek. Ray. He says... My man. My man, Ray. A very helpful gentleman at the College Park location suggested The Wake, Lazarus, and Uncanny to me the other day, and I also picked up a trade paperback of Who's Jake Ellis? Who who was that? Were you working at College idiot. Park, Jared? It wasn't me. <laughs> uh, I bet it was Topham. Oh. Yeah, Topham uh, hustles the books. Does he's he got like, some good. He's got some good taste. I yeah. wouldn't think he would like some of those things. No, uh, but he's good at like saying like you would like this. He really, <laughs> you know, it's, he's good at telling people. Topham's got pretty good taste. Yeah. for the most part. Shout out to Topham. <laughs> nope. <laughs> wow, he's a little picky, but he, but stuff that he really likes. <laughs> stuff that he really likes is always really good. Yeah. Uh. He says, I am absolutely in love with all four titles. Uh, so excited that I had to re-listen to the podcast where they were reviewed. That's cool. This guy nice. loves, This guy likes this podcast. <laughs> this is right. This is the guy that got in shape listening to our podcast. Right? Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, thanks, Mr. Big Planet Comics, guys. Uh, we didn't do it, but you're welcome. My pull list is becoming su- less superhero all the time, though I am getting to where I have too many hard choices to make. What are some books you all see pulled a lot in general that have more to do with fan favoritism rather than quality of the book? Thanks. Um, Superman? Um, Teen Titans? This is just like stuff that people get just because they love the characters. I think you could say that Um, for any book that has a longer history. Every Batman book besides the main Batman book? Yeah. And Batman Incorporated? Um... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think Superman and Teen Titans are, are actually two really big ones. I feel like Legion is one as well. That's yeah, over. People now. will get Legion no matter what. But it tends to be superhero stuff. Yeah. And then also you get kind of um, you get that with creators like people that are like, oh, I'll buy whatever Garth Ennis does, right? And it's like, well, you know, Garth Ennis does a lot of good stuff and a lot of not that good stuff, um, right? But yeah, I think it tends to be with the older superheroes, and then. You see the reverse sometimes too, like people not picking up Superior Spider-Man because they're like, "That's not Peter Parker." Right, that's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So no, uh, a lot of the comic, a lot of comics are based around nostalgia, mm-hmm. and people want to recreate feelings they had when they were a child 
maybe they're not as happy anymore. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, so they go back to those same things and they want that comfort. And that's why a lot of people are like, oh, I don't really want like a lot of realism or politics in my comics. Right. Like, that's which, true. Which is, you know, it's superhero comics. And I understand right. why people try to do new things. But I, I, I guess I also understand if you're just reading superhero comics. Right. Just your whole life. Thing. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. just want to escape. Um, but yeah, I think it's mostly superhero stuff. The, the big the big guys. Yeah. You know, I, I was buying batman forever when it was bad i was just like yeah. oh it's batman you bought batman forever i bought batman forever wow on, that, is, yeah. that is bad yep i bought it on blu-ray hd dvd <laughs> dvd and, HD, video, and laser vhs disc. vhs laser disc yep vcs and reel to reel yep and ultraviolet <laughs> dvd download <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so thanks for the question ray this is vr what does that mean very respectfully very respectfully Can you explain that virtual reality respectfully <laughs> He's, he's speaking from virtual reality. Uh, Jared, I'm going to let you read this next question. All right, ready? <clears throat> this was a tweet. It says, Bark, bark, question for the Big Planet Comics podcast. Pizza or no pizza? If pizza, what kind? If not pizza, why are you the worst? That's from uh, Pizza Dog on Twitter at, at pizza underscore dog. <laughs> so this person's, this dog is a real dog? Yeah. I mean, he's barking like a dog. That's a pretty big clue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, wait, let's see what the questions are in here. Pizza or not pizza? Sounds like a Muppet. Huh? That's a, that's a... Jared's voice? You know, those were, oh, Jared's voice, yeah, does sound like Well, I'm just translating, because, like, really, he just doesn't, he just barks. Oh, okay. This is, like, what he would sound like if he could speak. Here are the questions. Pizza or not pizza? Pizza. Pizza, yeah, of course. Okay. Kevin? If if pizza... Kevin? Pizza. Okay. If pizza, what kind? Deep dish? Pepperoni. That's a type Hawaiian. of pizza. That's a type? kind of yeah. That's kind of pizza. Yeah. That's a kind of pizza. A pepperoni pizza. A type of pizza. I'll yeah. go. Oh, uh, we just go with type of pizza. A style of pizza. Okay, Nick says deep dish. Neapolitan. So we're just going with depths of pizza. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sicilian. Nice. Oh, yeah. Very good. Uh, if not pizza, why are you the worst? Not applicable. Yeah. <laughs> not applicable. We like pizza. Jared. C question. What's B. your answer? Question B. Not applicable. Not applicable. Question B was if pizza what kind. Yeah. Uh cool. Well thanks for the question, Pizza Dog. Um <laughs> keep on barking. Yeah. Don't forget to eat your greenies so you don't get cavities. Don't bark up wrong trees. <laughs> All right, uh we got one more question. This question is for us. Uh-huh. It says <laughs> since you guys are becoming more and more involved in writing, drawing, and now publishing comics. We are. <laughs> I was curious if it has changed the way you look at the books you read. This is a good question. Oh, okay. Um do you think you've become more critical of story structure, pacing, page layouts, etc.? Or do you think you've become more forgiving of flaws since you know more about difficulties of the comic-making process? Uh, thanks. Uh, that's him saying thanks. Oh, Christian. Well, you're welcome. Thanks. That's me saying thanks, <laughs> Christian. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, the answer is both. There's uh, certain flaws that you overlook um, and then certain ones you don't. Like the important ones matter, like story and um, structure. I don't know. In pacing and stuff, but I don't know about page layouts. Sometimes in the art, like, I'm a little more forgiving, um, but I don't know. It's a little bit of both. Yeah, I'm kind of like, when I write, I'm very much about, like, story structure. Right. And so when I see people do things that I'm just like, well, why don't you just do this here? Like, right. you could have, you know, it's like, right. you have, like, emotion, like chances for, like, emotional moments and things like that that are just, like, missed sometimes. But mostly... um like bare exposition kills me now. Like when I see somebody just, like just talking to tell you information. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, in Forever Evil, which we'll review. Oh yes. <clears throat> there's a part where uh, there is like, look at this coin. It has a picture of the world on it. I wonder where did it come from because the world looks different in this picture. Yeah. And I'm just like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like you just just show me. Don't well, tell me. Well, admittedly, the coin wasn't drawn well enough to tell. <laughs> I think that was important. That might have been added in uh, Stanley style afterwards to be like, uh, we need to explain this. Hey, Forever if- Evil only has one artist, so you know that's a win. That's, that's a win. Yeah. It's only the first issue. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think uh, it has not made me more forgiving at all. Yeah, it's made me much more critical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. There's definitely a lot more stuff that I'm like, I'm not reading this. Well, because I'm like instantly. Sometimes I'm like, are you like more like I can do better than this, and that makes it worse for you? Yeah, that sounds terrible. But I mean, yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, if you're like, I definitely do. If you're like, I could do that. better than this. Yeah, that's that's bad. <laughs> Which is awful. And I feel like a lot of people say that, but I feel like 
Uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely true of, of certain things. I mean, I, I read like, I don't know, I, I guess I don't read it, but if I read an issue of Catwoman, I'd probably be like, oh, I could write better than this. Yeah. And, and it's like, I know people say that when they watch movies and stuff, when I watch a movie, I'm not like, I could do better than this. Cause I'm like, that's like a lot of stuff that I don't know how to do when I don't, but like right now, but like a lot I mean, of, all of us could write better than Scott. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. true. Yeah. But you know, like a lot of my friends are like into, so into film school or filmmakers or whatever, like they can't enjoy films. You know, there's like that tipping point where you go so far that you can only see the craft of it you can't pull out enough to say i'm just watching a movie i'm i'm there oh really yeah (laughs) i read a lot of books about writing and so i know how the sausage is made and And also uh, i mean like you can't pull yourself back out to say like i'm enjoying this good comic i no, i can i can um it's but uh but I usually do know why. Sure. Like, and but then I, it doesn't matter. It's like like I if I know why I cry at some point in right. in up or whatever. Right. It doesn't matter. Like I'm still there. I mean, because even, they did a it's good job. She died. Yeah, yeah. That's right. There's even stuff that's like a mess just structurally, but that I still enjoy just because it's written well somehow. Right. You know, like there's things about it that are good, and I still see those flaws. But like I'm, that's what the stuff I'm kind of forgiving about, as long as it it's written well enough that I like engage somehow, even if it's like structurally a mess i i still enjoy it i i do feel like uh but then certain things i'll be like oh i'll read young avengers and i'm like seeing all the things they're right. doing and i'm like i'm like oh wow they're really doing this in like an interesting way which yeah. is something i might not have seen in the other way so it's 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 a yeah, weird... I was gonna say yeah it also kind of has helped me too i'm like writing something and i'll be like oh i'm explaining this way too much i'm just gonna let it get, let it go and just yeah. like yeah you know fix stuff based on other people's mistakes that i see but I, um just one last little like the the main thing that has happened is I'm like oh I'm gonna steal that like yeah, I see yeah. stuff and oh, I'm yeah, like yeah, me too. I'm gonna steal this like and I don't mean steal like plagiarize it's like but like that's an awesome trick or that's a great way to do stuff yeah and... yeah like like you 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 take the thing you boil it down to its essence and then you you replace an element of it and use it yourself and right. and it's you know until it's unrecognizable yeah um there's a really good book called How to Steal Like an Artist oh yeah by this guy Austin Kleon and I read part I, of that too I would so, recommend yeah. that everybody read that book that wants Sounds to make cool. stuff it's really good uh. Uh, yeah, so sorry if we over-answered that question, but uh, thanks we for the question, Christian. And uh, that's it for questions this week. If that's you all. guys have questions, ask us those questions. Yep. yep. Just email us at podcast at bigplanetcomics.com or send questions to our Twitter at bigplanetcomics. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Itty bitty bang bang. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jared, what's going <laughs> on on the see. Twitter? Uh, I've been on Twitter a lot recently. I haven't seen very many tweets from, from Big me? Planet Comics. <laughs> What? When did you start following me? Jared's oh, do I not follow Big Planet <laughs> Comics? Big Planet Comics has been at the beach. You boy, Big Planet <laughs> Comics is at the beach. I was at the beach. Um, uh, we just started following a cool Kickstarter, uh, Cartosia Tales, which is this awesome uh, anthology where it's a bunch of different people who are co-creating a fantasy world that's all ages. And oh. basically, they have a map, and the 10 people or so who are working on it, like they rotate around. So it's like, uh, you, creator A, will draw section a or section one and then next month you draw section two and they just assign a place so you're like making up fantasy yeah, that stories cool. and stuff. that's pretty neat yeah. yeah and uh so they're gonna do 10 issues of it i got the first one already it was really good and one of the guys uh is from dc who works that's on cool. it i'm like this city needs to talk to people more often yeah right. it's a weird city it's so transient like people leaving and yep coming and going all so the time. many transients yeah <laughs> it's true uh but yeah so i've been doing that checking up on retrofit tweets and seeing what's going on cool talking to pizza dog I just been tweeting dumb stuff like farting into wind chimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, that's it for for uh, the questions. You guys want to do some reviews? Why not? Let's do it. We love comics. They're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right, up first this week, we've got uh, a couple Villains Month things. Uh, let's start off with Forever Evil number one. Okay. Forever Evil. Yeah. So um, so last we saw our heroes in Trinity War, part six. Yeah. Some bad guys had come and said, we're going to beat you up. So the good thing about this is that Trinity War ended kind of suddenly. Very uh, suddenly. Crime Syndicate shows up and then just ends. The, crime um, but syndicate. The, the good thing that this did is kind of eased people into it, so it's, it, it, you could kind of read it without having read Trinity War. Yeah, I think that's true. Which is kind of like me. good and bad, I guess. Because <laughs> people, you're like, hey, you don't have to read Trinity War. Just read this. Um, but uh, the bad thing about it is, um, I don't know, not a lot happens in this issue. Uh, and it's it's really grim. Um, 
which is, I guess, to be expected. It's about villains. So the basic plot of it is that it starts off with Lex Luthor and Power goes out in Metropolis and his helicopter crashes and he's like, what's going on? And then you find out that all the villains are being assembled and that the crime syndicate is there and they're like, we killed the Justice League. Who is the crime syndicate? They're the evil Justice League from Earth 3. From Spock with the goatee mirror universe. And it turns out they... Yeah, it's like Ultraman, Superwoman, Power Ring, yeah. and Johnny Quick. And Deathstorm. And Night Owl. Deathstorm. Or Night Owl. Or, yeah. And so they, they... No, Owl Man. They were in control of their know. planet. <laughs> uh, there was some kind of rebellion, and they destroyed the planet. So they're looking for a new planet, and they're like, we chose this one. And so they've taken over all the communications in the, in the world, and uh, they're, gonna, they're just like, we're going to be running things now. And that's pretty much all that happens. But it's also them, like assembling all the super villains they've broken out of jail and being like right. you're working with us now there's one so. big big thing that happens near the end uh, which is pretty pretty interesting i guess but um the thing with nightwing oh yeah oh yeah which i was like oh that's cool i guess yeah uh, that not- scene is really violent yeah. yeah that's the thing about this is yeah it's super violent <laughs> i mean i kind of like some of that i like the part where uh ultraman snorts uh kryptonite he like melts it down with his eyes and snorts it up yeah i feel like that'll be what's remembered from this issue and yeah. probably this whole series is that ultraman snorts kryptonite yep and gets uh, powered up yeah and uh oh, i should say this is uh written by who jeff johns yep yep and John art by, and yeah drawn by david finch david finch and uh david finch's art is i don't know it's 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 okay in this but it's not great yeah i've seen it been be a lot better yeah so have i um yeah i I don't know this it feels very much like a dc comic uh it's got that kind of same tone that flashpoint did Mm -hmm. in that uh everything's very gritty and kind of uh you know just a little too violent and voyeuristic for my tastes i think uh which i don't mind that it's you know it can be done well i just i don't know that they're doing it that great in this yeah um I think a couple interesting things, like like the sort of where is the Justice League is kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, like I do want to know, yeah. and um, yeah. So uh, so that's that's Forever Evil number one, <laughs> and then so I, I would say tied into that, but I don't know if it really is tied into that. Is Villains Month? Nick, Some of them, are. Nick. Yeah. Okay. So can you cover that? Because I haven't read all of them yet. Like I read all of them. I read like <laughs> two or three of them. Right, but you read some that are directly tied into like what the villains I read are the, doing. The Deadshot one. <clears throat> Which is um, written by Matt Kent, who's taken over um, Suicide Squad. So it's basically a Suicide Squad issue, but it's about Deadshot, and he's um, he's about to go fight some villains. And he talks about all the power going out, and he's like, "Oh, and you know, villains have taken over." And he's going to he gets a call from like Amanda Waller that's like, "Oh, all the power went out. I'm trapped in Belle Reve because the, the you know crime syndicate freed all the prisoners and come save me or whatever." And so that's like directly tied in, but. But then there's like yeah. Joker, which is definitely not tied into Villains Month at all, like right? A few years ago, before I think most of these continuity. Are, are not tied in. Yeah, so that's what I'm curious about. Is like over the month, how many of these are like what the villains are doing during? I feel a few of them, but probably most of them. Are, <clears throat> basically, most of these Villain Month things are just uh, like the zero issues from last year. They're kind just of origins shots. of the villains. Yeah. yeah, but mixed with like mixed with other stories, so it's kind of weird. Like uh, yeah. the Two Face one is definitely tied into Villains Month. Oh, uh, the Dark Side one too. Uh, the Two-Face one is, like, it's about um, Scarecrow kind of trying to get Two-Face to join the villains. Yeah. And, like, one of the things that, that's in Forever Evil as well is, like, they're passing out these coins to people to tell yeah. them to join. It's really weird. Yeah. But, uh, and so the thing with Two-Face is he's like, now I have two coins. Yeah. And I don't huh. know. But, but, but he, the Two-Face one is uh, is drawn by Guillaume March, so it looks really, oh, so he, really good. And he's going to yeah. be, the next issue of Batman and Robin is Batman and Two-Face, so. Yeah. Um, Which is weird, because I, I, how are all these comics going back to normal next month where all the heroes are like dead? See, that's what, it, there's the implication that may not have the actual heroes in it, they'll just change the title back. So we'll see. Well, I and uh, for me that's interesting. It's yeah. like like I feel like DC their last few events they've done have sort of been self-contained. It's like the reason yeah. people didn't like Age of Ultron was like it was its it was its own thing and it didn't really affect anything. <laughs> and I I would rather read something that maybe goes across the entire Here's line. Here's the funny thing about uh so Aquaman isn't even mentioned in this issue. But uh if I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with Aquaman, but in the last issue of Aquaman there's like this huge battle in Atlantis. They mention Aquaman and Aquaman. They mention the evil Aquaman. Well, uh, like Black uh, Black Manta is like, I want to kill Aquaman. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's so about it. <laughs> in, in Aquaman, there's this huge battle in Atlantis. Aquaman gets knocked out 
and he wakes up and he's like, oh, what happened? And then like uh, Volko is like, welcome back. It's been six months. So he's like been in a coma for six months. Wait, what? So I guess he's not going to be in Forever Evil. I guess it. No. I guess. Or, All right. So, so I'm like I'm kind of confused as to like because it starts again next month. So I'm like, is he like is he in the future like after Forever Evil or <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, I don't know I because no there's no way that it would take place like in the past and then see, six months later he's like in the Forever Evil universe because. The last major Aquaman story tied in with stuff that was happening in Justice League, so it's kind of like they're kind of running parallel to each I, other, so well, it's really weird. Well, uh, Forever Evil's going to run for six issues, so it might take place over a longer period of time. Over six months. Good. Yeah, it could. Uh, yeah, so the whole thing's a little bit confusing. Uh, the villains one stuff is really uneven. Uh, I thought the Joker yeah. one was actually kind of good. I know Jared didn't like it very much. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, it had really good art from Andy Clark yeah. and... Uh, Andy Kubert wrote it, and I I could see what he was going for. So basically, the the story of that one is that uh, uh, it shows the the Joker when he was a kid, and he's raised by his aunt, who was very cruel to him and kind abusive. Kind of a weirder new origin. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that stuff is really off putting. It's like she's like beating him with a hammer and like <laughs> scrubbing his face with bleach. I'm like, I don't, who wants to read this? Yeah. Who is the market for this? Right. Yeah. But then. Um, I thought it was kind of cleverly used at, like as a framing device for Joker finds like a gorilla and he raises a baby it, gorilla, a baby gorilla, <laughs> yeah. and he raises it to be like a hitman yeah. assassin or whatever yeah. uh, called Jackanapes, <laughs> and uh, and then that that kind of has like a twist, tragic ending, and and it's it's kind of funny. It's it's it, it's at least very Jokery, yeah. and I feel like maybe the best representation of the Joker I've seen so far in the new That's Fifty Two. Yeah. Like he feels like the Joker for once, but which it takes is place nice. in the past. But it takes place in the past. Exactly. Yeah, so it's just like it's it's also weird. I also read Desaad, which there's not really much to say about that. Oh boy, and um, the Dark Side one it was not good. No, I didn't read the Dark Side one. Uh, Count Vertigo was uh, was okay, but it's Jeff Lemire writing it and Andrea Sorrentino, so it's the same team as Green Arrow, which. Has been a decent book. The origin of Darkseid is really funny. He's like, oh, is that where he's like a farmer? Yeah, he's like a farmer <laughs> in the beginning, and what? then um, and he's asking the gods for help, and they they don't help him, um, and they're like having battles, and he, he and they end up destroying his town or whatever, and so he just kills all of the gods, and then all of their power goes into him, and he's like, now I'm Darkseid. I'm like, what? It's so <laughs> like, happening like in Thor, God of Thunder. When no, he, it's much weirder. When he's, uh, yeah, it's like a it's like a really crappy version of Thanos Rising or something. <laughs> yeah. But when he's a farmer, it's so funny. He looks yeah. like an Amish person. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, there were a few other ones. I didn't read Poison Ivy. I liked Count Vertigo. You said you didn't like it because it was super violent. The end of oh, Count Vertigo it. was a bit much for but me. But it, it fit into, like, the story that was going on in Green Arrow, and it's by the same creative team so it feels just like the next issue you know? but didn't seem to have anything to do with villains month from what i could tell uh, i mean and it was spotlight of count vertigo i mean <laughs> i mean sorry didn't have anything to do with forever oh yeah no 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah like none of these have anything to do with each other really but. yeah so it's it's a strange thing uh, but uh i'll definitely keep reading forever evil and you know i'll keep checking out the villains month stuff and just seeing what's what what's what yeah what happens next. and the 3d covers what do you guys think of the 3d covers they're, they're, they're sweet they're 3d yeah i think they're okay Really? <laughs> I think it's weird because there's not any angle where you can look at them and not see ghosting from the 3D. Yeah. Like, there's never a way to just look at the whole picture and, like, nothing, and, like, it doesn't look messed up. <laughs> I feel like if it's really flat, maybe you can kind of, I don't know. If you move far enough away, it doesn't even look like it's in 3D. <laughs> uh, oh, but if you move, some stuff moves when you move it. Oh. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, no. So the back, cov- awesome. the back covers are actually cooler, which is an ad for the new Batman game. But when you move it, like, the black turns into, like, uh, villains and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I think cool. is actually oh, pretty really? cool. Oh, yeah. really? I totally missed that. Yeah. That's but, awesome. uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a fun it's a fun gimmick. People have been coming in and grabbing them. I don't know. It's, it's uh, Jared's looking at the back cover. Whoa, my God, the villains are in the black. It's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, a thing. I don't know. So we'll probably talk about some of the other issues. Uh, we, 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 we're not doing an episode next week, but we'll come back the week after and talk about some stuff. Some more villains. Yeah, some more villains. All right. Up next, we have Batman Black and White number one. Uh, so this is this is the fourth Batman Black and White series? Fourth? Maybe. It's at least the third. Was there more than... Oh, I yeah. thought there was just one, and then this is the, next, the new one. No, no. This is at least the third Batman Black and White third. movie. But, uh, uh, or series. So the thing with Batman Black and White is uh, it's an anthology series. Each issue has a few different stories, kind of by maybe you're not typical 
Batman creators, yeah. and they're all in black and white. And they're great. <laughs> yeah, some of them are. Uh, uh, yeah, one of them, <laughs> one of them was not. Like. So this has four stories. Uh, one's by Chip Kidd, who wrote uh, Batman Death by Design, and uh, does a lot of uh, like design work yeah. for books and stuff. With art by Michael Cho, who I don't know, but has a really cool art Yeah, style. but when I read his name, I was like, oh, they misspelled uh, Darwin Cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has, he has a very Darwin Cook style, which is which is fine by me. Yeah, no, it looks exactly like Darwin Cook. Yeah, so. and, but done well. It doesn't look like a crappy No, Darwin no, Cook. it's good. You know, yeah, it's, it's uh, really good. Yeah, and uh, that story is about... I'm getting it mixed up with the last story. Um, <laughs> what is the first one about? It's about stuff. It's oh, about, it's about... Uh, oh, Robin... It's uh, about Batman, Batman getting teleported. Teleported away, so Robin has to handle things on his own. Yeah, so it's yeah. almost more like a Robin story. Yep. But it's it's it's, it's, it's well-written, it's fun, yeah. and I enjoyed it. Uh, the second story <laughs> is written and drawn by legend... Neil Adamson. <laughs> yep. Uh, I could not read page yeah. one of this. Should have stayed in the... I, it's, it was great. Oh, really? <laughs> so, so it's terrible, but like so terrible that it's great. Like all of his recent stuff. If you liked... Uh, what was that? Batman? Batman Odyssey? Batman Odyssey. You'll love this. So when this starts out, Batman is a zombie. What? Uh, yeah, what is happening in this? <laughs> yeah, that... I have I have no idea. I was... I, I didn't make it through this one, to be honest. It's something about Batman... Uh, like there's a thing at the end where it's like... Oh, Batman shouldn't be going through life like a zombie or something. I, I was like, "What?" Sure. Yeah. Well, like like Batman Odyssey, there's just like a ton of heavy-handed some kind stuff of heavy-handed me- metaphor that didn't make any sense. Yeah. So so there's that. And then uh, if you if you want to read some Neil Adams stuff, go check out his old Batman stuff from the seventies. Yeah, his art's great. The Green um, Arrow, uh, uh, Green Lantern stuff. Yeah. But uh, the third story, I guess there are five stories in here. The third story, which was probably my favorite. Is uh, was written by Maris Wicks, who I don't know. Yeah, but, no, she drew the uh, the primates thing about all Jane Goodall. And oh all yeah, that. yeah, she was the artist on that. Oh, okay, cool. Well, she wrote this. Yep. Uh, and the art in this was by Joe Canones, who um, does a lot of covers and stuff, but maybe not a lot of. He's been filling out lately for Mike Alred on FF. Oh, and cool. he kind of does a really good aping of his style, really <laughs> like when like how Nick Dragota got started. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this this story was really fun. It's a Harley and Ivy story. Yeah. Thankfully, the older the old version of Harley Quinn, uh, yeah. who's doesn't look like a like a yeah. stripper with and belts you realize all over. how much how much more like how 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 great this harley is compared to like the one one. that exists i know it's so funny because i was reading this and i was like oh my god like what like what happened because this (laughs) is really fun and there used to be you know there was like the great that great harley quinn ongoing series for a while that was by like uh like terry dodson and uh i was just like like what is happening in dc right now they updated her to match the video game they did it's true and that was um and uh but this is just a really fun story where basically uh some hamburgers get poisoned and they think they think poison ivy's behind it so they (laughs) they go to check it out and uh i don't know then ends kind of with a gag yeah and it was fun uh and then uh the next story is by john arcudi who writes a bunch of the bprd stuff right yep and uh drawn by sean murphy who does the wake and punk rock jesus and who is incredible so great and this was like like a like about Batman basically tricking out his Batmobile to impress yeah, a, yeah, a, pretty a cool. girl criminal. It's like uh, he shows up and uh, the Batmobile's like getting work. He's working on the Batmobile and Alfred's like, "What's wrong with it?" He's like, oh, "I don't want to talk about it." And then it cuts back and forth between him talking to Alfred and him racing this like. Su- super villain it's it's really funny yeah and she's like a cute super villain so it seems like maybe he's trying to like race her and impress her and stuff she keeps crashing the batmobile he's always trying to make it better yeah yeah and it's good yeah and uh and the last story is written by howard mackie and is surprisingly pretty good yeah it's all right because it's it's written like an old comic yeah which is like what he's good at or like a batman the animated series episode or something and with art by chris samney who's who's always great uh who's currently drawing daredevil um, daredevil Daredevil. and uh did like the last uh rocketeer series um and yeah it's fun it's just a story about the ventriloquist and it's really well done and it's like it feels like an old batman story it feels like it could be in batman 66 or (laughs) yeah right yeah so overall i thought this thing was really solid it's really good just one weird one in the bunch but uh the rest are all but even that's great nick's phone is ringing and it sounds like uh (laughs) it sounds like embedded music from a from a flash web page yeah my my flip phone is ringing (laughs) but uh yeah so i would say definitely check out batman black and white the next issue has something by Raphael grandpa in it yeah which is great (laughs) whenever he does anything all right up next we've got um daredevil a dark knights number four this is by david lapham who did stray bullets yep and did sparta usa young liars (laughs) and young liars Uh, yeah this is written and drawn by david lapham and it is just uh 
just a really really good daredevil story uh so this i think in some ways even more than mark wade nails daredevil's personality where he's like constantly you know he's basically there's uh someone he's trying to give advice to who's a, a career mobster dude who's clearly been set up as the patsy for some crime and just as he's you know ignoring the advice for some reason is clearly about to take the fall for something a little like one foot tall man <laughs> sneaks so in great. and steals the gun that's the evidence in it so then daredevil's on a chase across the city chasing this little guy uh, who's got weird powers and can jump and it's completely banana. So it's just this, this over the top funny thing, but constantly daredevil and Matt Murdock are like running into all these beautiful girls yeah. and always like flirting with them. Yeah. And like, it's just like fun and funny and, and was, well drawn. Yeah. I mean, the arts, yeah. the arts great. It was great. so much fun. Anytime you see that little dude, bug it, is that his yes. name? Yeah. Yeah. Carrying that gun and you like re- yeah, re- recognize the scale. is so funny. Yeah, and like, so um, yeah, it's just, it's just like, it's like a fun adventure. It's just a big chase. Scene, it, yeah, but it, there's also this plot behind it. Yeah, it's very well thought story. out plot. Yeah. yeah, the story is very cool, and then it ends on like a kind of a messed up note. <laughs> when I got to the end, I was like, "Oh no, yeah, a dark twist." Yeah, yeah. But it was weird because it's like, it, but it it was built up to so well that you're yeah. like, you're like, "Oh, what happened?" Like, and yeah. you, I want to, I want to know what's going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really well done. So this is weird because Daredevil, Dark Knights is a mini series, and the first three issues were by Lee Weeks. Yeah. So is the rest of this going to be this? Story? I think he's doing the next three, and the last two are someone else doing oh, okay. art. So this is like a weird Daredevil yeah. anthology series. I yeah, can't it's, a, it's, it's a really it. strange. Why like, did it this way? Yeah. I feel like they probably wanted it to be kind of an ongoing thing, and then they were just like. I don't know if it'll last that long. So they just yeah. made it a miniseries. So it was like, you know, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight or something, but it, they yeah. just made it a miniseries. Yeah. Well, uh, this issue is definitely worth checking out. And probably the next, you know, the next couple are going to be pretty awesome, too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got uh, God is Dead, number one. This is written uh, surprisingly by Jonathan Hickman. And. <laughs> oh, is it co-written with Mike Costa? That's what I did not realize at first. This is a co-writer. Oh, okay. Well, yep. that explains a lot. Uh, exactly. And then also <laughs> art by Mike Costa. Is that no, right? No, art was by D. Amarim. Okay. Yeah. And uh, oh god, yeah, that that See, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Because I thought Costa had drawn this <laughs> and uh, Hickman had written it. And I was like, this is like Hickman phoning it in. Like, <laughs> yeah, because Hickman writes like. East to West, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like lots Infinity. of Infinity. Yeah. And like real yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're not plots. we're not reviewing it, but Infinity Two was really, really good. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Um so God is dead number one is about a bunch of gods coming to so, back to Earth. Like the Greek so and Babylonian gods, all that stuff. Every old it's kinda god. like forever evil. Yeah. <laughs> every old god comes to Earth and they're like, We're taking this place back over. And that's it. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. So um, Zeus walks into the back and it sits down, and the Aztec gods start sacrificing people again. Yeah, it was really weirdly told. Yeah. Uh, at first, it seemed like it was a book about Zeus coming back, and then all of a sudden there were like other gods. Yeah. And uh, there was like this two-page gag with a news reporter that was like really poorly done. Yep. Um, the whole thing was felt really empty. Uh, the art was bad. God is dead. Number one. <laughs> it, yep. it, I thought it was okay. It's yeah, not. It's, it's not particularly like good, it's like a B movie level comic. It's an Avatar comic. It's an Avatar yeah. comic. Yeah, it is. Uh, but you know, but they already did Super Gods, which was yeah. maybe a little bit similar, right? Yeah. But that was a lot better. Yeah. I don't know. This. Yeah. This is not a good comic. All right. Up next is hit number one. I did not read this, but it's by written by Bryce Carlson with art by Vanessa Del Rey. I totally forgot to read this. You guys, what was it about? Uh, so this is set in the 1950s, uh, based on the true story that uh, the LAPD was basically running uh, kind of secret hit squads of the police officers who would go around killing criminals. Uh, and so this is a story about one of the guys who's definitely had troubles. So this is a very uh, character-based plot where you have to really pay attention because he's like, oh, so Jones was doing this, and then I met Carlson, and like just throw names and names, and you meet so many characters. It's one of those plots where it's like you got to flash, flip back pages to see who he's talking about. Uh, but like in the first few pages, he gets in a fight with his ex-partner and like beats him up and chains him to or handcuffs him to the squad car. And then there's flashbacks to, like, the hit he was doing. And so it's, it's a very tightly plotted thing, but I thought it was really good. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I thought it did a pretty good job of, of taking you into that time period. Oh, yeah, it's 1950s. So. Yeah, without, yeah. you know, th- people don't talk with, like, uh, mo- modern, like, mannerisms and stuff. There, but it also like. didn't seem like it was a period piece. Like, they weren't very really stiff or whatever. So. No, no. And it was good. And the art was really cool. Um, it wasn't great. Like, something about it was a little off, but I... I 
I thought it did a pretty good job. I thought the, the art looked interesting. It looked like yeah. kind of like Sean Phillips mixed with like somebody like Toby Cypress or something. Yeah, it was weird. I I, I mostly liked it. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was like a a good enough plot with a lot of yeah. I definitely thought the plot was in like yeah. a really interesting main character who's really not a good guy. Oh, and of course, like he had an affair with the commissioner's daughter, and she's back in town yeah. and like looking for help and. Of course, commissioners like approving him going out and killing these people, yeah. but his ex partner isn't. So there's a lot of like all these people at odds with each other. But Sounds very noirish. Yeah, uh, very noir. But uh, they also had this running gag that since he had used his handcuffs on his ex partner, like there's three times when he needs handcuffs later on and never has them, and things just go <laughs> worse and worse. And so it's kind of a mix of like very noirish with a little bit of humor like that. Cool. Good. I'll read his noir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Up next, we've got uh, reality check number one. Are we going to talk about this book? Yeah, why not? Okay, sure. this is written by Glenn Brunswick, uh, the bowling maven, and uh, <laughs> drawn by Victor Bogdanovich, uh, son of famous director Peter Bogdanovich. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know who either of these guys are. Two fairly Brunswick good guys. Did, no. Noble Causes. Zombies? Noble Causes. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Noble Causes was good. Yeah, this was uh, this was a thing. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know if I, I didn't really like this. I, yeah. It's about a guy who's a comic book artist. He's kind of a sleazy dude who's, I don't know, has no life and is <laughs> yeah, giving up on drawing women and imagining them. And, and, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, moved to L.A. and yet is still yes. holed up in a And then there's a twist so at the end that of, comes out of nowhere and makes no sense. Yeah. So he sort of has this... Uh, this sort of fantasy version of his life that he's created in this superhero that uh, it's his comic it's is a really bad superhero comic he's he's writing, but then it gets picked up immediately like it's great. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's like <laughs> it's like this super campy, overwritten style, but they're like treating it like it's a really cool comic, and publishers are after him like he says Marvel and DC or, or something. I don't know, but yeah, the twist at the end is that uh, his superhero comes to life and or is in his universe and saying you're writing about me or something. Yep. Which would have been good about halfway through, and instead it's the punchline. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, and uh, I don't know. It would make sense if they explained it. I thought he was just a very um, the the main character, and it, and it is very like his character is a, a big part of what's going on in this book, and he just felt like a caricature to me. Like he, yeah, it seemed like uh, yeah. it's. I feel like it's bad when the person writing the book feels like they're better than the person that they're writing about. Yeah, it's hard to really connect to anything when that's mm. the case. Yeah, and I felt like that was the case. In Definitely. This. Yeah. Hmm. Reality check. Yeah. yeah, so maybe issue two will we'll pull it off, but this one nah, I'm not going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up next we've got uh, the Star Wars number one. So this is interesting. This is uh, this is um, based on the original uh, first draft of Star Wars that George Lucas wrote in 1974, uh, adapted by J.W. Rensler. That's a real name. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, uh, the Pretzel Maven and. Uh, and drawn by Mike Mayhew. Art, related to Peter Mayhew, the actor that played <laughs> Chewbacca? Yeah, I don't know. Grandson. He's more related to <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so this this is... Uh, I used to be the biggest Star Wars fan, so let's talk about this book. This comic sucked. Well, I wouldn't go that what? far. It was great. It well, felt, I felt, wouldn't go that it, far either. It, it felt like a rough draft. <laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely did. So, um, basically, uh, the, pl- I, the plot is a little a little... Sloppy. Right, that's and, so boring. <laughs> the plot it is hard me, to explain. It reminded me yeah. of like episode two. Yeah, it is very similar. So, so that's what I thought was one of the more interesting things about this is you can see that um, the Lucas isms that were polished yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, or like, or you can just see that episode one, two, and three were all first drafts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that pops up in this and was in the original screenplay. So, what, Jared? What would you say is the main story going on in here? Uh, so in this, there is there's uh, like a trade federation and stuff. It's yeah. Like basically, so basically, exactly. the Empire is trying to destroy the Jedi, and there's one planet that's holding out with jedi in it and so there's a young kid named anakin who's anakin being, star killer yep was being trained as a jedi by his dad and so they go to meet up with another famous jedi and he's like please train my son we gotta keep fighting to hold out the other jedi is something star killer right caden star killer yeah <laughs> no that's his dad that's the dad and then the, the other, other one is the general skywalker, right oh yeah, yeah the, the general is skywalker yeah. yeah and then there's a darth vader running around who's a bad guy but not a robot and and yeah. uh the emperor and darth vader they're in kind of like this weird like 50s future well they got like those old school microphones and stuff like, yeah like the king's speech microphone <laughs> they kind of look like nazis yeah <clears throat> um, which you know, a lot man. of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, they are stormtroopers. Well, yeah, a lot yeah. of that, a lot of that stuff, kind of moved over into the into the movie. Uh, to me, this was fascinating because yeah, I that's why I thought it was great because I love Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, but um, 
I thought the story was really sloppy, and I think that's more George Lucas's fault probably than yeah. um, J.W. Rinsler. But I actually, I thought the art was pretty solid. The art's the great. Art was yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, it's a little stiff from time to time, yeah. but that's because it's so painterly, I think. Yeah, and the designs for all the, like the redesigns for all the uh, ships and the stormtroopers and stuff are really interesting. Well, I think all that isn't actually redesigned. It's all based on like early concept. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, that's so cool. it's like all those old Ralph McQuarrie designs, so it looks great. That's pretty um, yeah, so this was like I think it was kind of a mess, and it and it's it's very snoozy in the way that um, all the political stuff in the prequel Star Wars movies are. Yeah, it's really boring. Yeah, it's, it, I, it. You can also see that this one's kind of closer to Hidden Fortress, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the movie that he was kind of basing it on. Yeah, and a lot of Hidden Fortress, the Kurosawa movie, carries over into the regular Star Wars movie, yeah. too. Uh, if, if if there's anybody out there who's a Star Wars fan and has not seen Hidden Fortress, watch it. It's Star yeah, Wars. It's amazing. Um, and it's a great movie. But, uh, yeah, so so I was fascinated by this. I'll definitely keep reading it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's, it's really there's boring. a lot of Lucas-y stuff in here. Yeah, but there's a lot of people sitting around see, for me, talking about things. It felt like more Star Wars-y than a lot of Star Wars, quote-unquote, comics, including the prequel movies. Like... It just had the tone of it and, like, created the... Especially through the art, like, really created the feel of the universe. I don't think so it had, even if the story wasn't the best, I, and it was just that weird, fascinating, like, mirror universe style of yeah. all I that. Had, I thought it was really cool. It didn't have cool. any of the fun stuff. It didn't have any, yeah, like, that's what light, was missing. lightheartedness and no, yeah. like, kind of fun characters. Well, man, the Jedi are getting wiped out. There's no time for lightheartedness. Nobody is charismatic in this in any way. <laughs> yeah, like, like, the, you know, the thing that maybe... So the first three Star Wars movies had Han Solo in them. Yeah, all of the other stuff does not have Han Solo yeah. in it, and that's all. That's all there is to it. It's uh, like you got Chewbacca and R two D. Well, he's in like this eventually. You I guess. pull you pull Harrison Ford out yeah. of the Star Wars universe, and the Star Wars universe is not cool. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how the rest <laughs> of it goes. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'll definitely read more of it. Uh, I I'll, hope I'll read more of it just out of curiosity. Yeah, that's 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 what it is to me. Um, I would be buying this if I wasn't working here, <laughs> right? <laughs> because I would just be curious. But uh, all right, so we just got a couple more things. Uh, this episode up next is uh, X Men Battle of the Atom number one. Yeah, this is written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Frank Cho and Stuart Eminent. And Stuart Eminent, and, and this is uh, coming out of a lot of the stuff that's been going on mostly in all new X Men. Yeah, uh, so the X Men from the original X Men from the past are in the present, <laughs> and so. <laughs> the future X-Men show up and they're like, you need to send them back because uh, stuff's going to go haywire. It's the most X-Men thing <laughs> in the entire yeah. world. So there's three different time periods of X-Men all together in one one time period. Um, and some crazy stuff starts happening. Um, the new the X-Men from the future are pretty interesting. There was a lot of twists involving who they were. Um, I read this together with all new X-Men. Did you guys read that too? Yeah. yeah. Cause there, Which is know, part two. It was part two. And it, but both came out this week. Um, and it, I thought it was pretty cool. I liked the story a lot, and it focused a lot on the characters, like um, a lot on Jean Grey and Cyclops and all the, the, the time-lost X-Men. Um, and there's a cool, interesting, like, like basically ends up being, it's just going to be kind of like a kind of a chase comic, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's fun. And I like the idea that these sort of, these kid kid versions or teen versions of the X-Men that came from the 60s, or I guess not the 60s now, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, the original X-Men yeah. team, like... They're, they don't want to go back to where they came from, yeah. and their sort of um, selfishness is potentially going to cause a lot of a lot of problems. Yeah, uh, and I just thought it was well told. Like um, I felt like Bendis was getting really tired over on the Avengers books, yeah. Yeah. and I, he seems very like uh, like reinvigorated over on these X Men books. Yeah, and he read dialogues so so well. Yeah, so. the dialogue is really snappy, and uh, yeah. and uh, Frank Cho's art was great. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, I guess Stuart Eminem drew part of this, too. He, he drew the last, like, four or five pages. It's almost, Frank Cho can finish. Uh, yeah. I was reading about he was, like, really uh, struggling to finish. But it's really smooth. Like, you, it's not, like, yeah. a jarring transition. Especially if you read all new X-Men right after it because it's drawn by Stuart Eminem. Yeah. So it's like... But, uh, yeah, I thought this was really good. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, yeah, I'll be following this crossover. Uh, and up last this week, we've got a book that I loved. This is called Looking Out. This is a new mini comic from Hick and Hawk Publications. Uh, it's written and drawn by Philippa Rice, and it's up for an Ignatz Award, and it's up for an Ignatz Award, and deservedly so. So it's great. <clears throat> yeah, it's great. This is a this is a set in a I don't even know if it's Earth, but it's you know maybe like a far future. It's a sci fi setting, yeah, sci fi planet where um basically there's this girl, and her job is she goes out and she um she like catalogs. Uh, she investigates planets. Yeah, she like so. investigates planets and like catalogs the life and minerals and stuff there. And 
one day the elevator is broken at, at the place where she works and she ends up going up the stairs with this guy that works there with her. Daniel. Daniel. And they start um uh they start sort of texting and messaging each other back and forth. And that's the core of what this is. It's like while she's going out on this expedition, um it's all the panels have their texts and messages they're sending back and yeah. forth to each other. And it's just a real, I feel like it's a really well represented, like, like sort of growth of a friendship or a relationship. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's just good. And it's really touching. Yeah. And, um, you feel like all the small steps people are making when they're trying to figure out where this relationship is going and getting to know each other against this backdrop of crazy sci-fi stuff. Yeah. And it was, I just thought it was very sweet and, yeah. uh, and just, it, there was something, it followed its own rules really well and felt really real, in, even though it's taking place in this kind of fantasy yeah. world. And uh, there's a cool twist at the end too. Yeah, yeah, um, but not like a twist like we usually talk about. No, <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's, it's like, just like it's you kind of find out about her. Gets added. Yeah, and yeah. you find out maybe why uh, why she's acting the way she is about certain things. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it starts off that she's like at a hospital. Yeah, and talking to someone, and you're like, "What's going on?" And it's never referenced again. And then later, you're like, "Oh, yeah." So. Uh, it's really well told. It's a great book. Uh, and great. It, for me, it was the, 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 easily the best thing that came out this week. It was pretty great. Uh, our yeah. highest recommendation. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So that's it for this week. Uh, we will not be here next week. Uh, we'll be SPX. And yeah, yeah. SPX stuff going on. So, um, but we'll be back after that talking about a bunch of the stuff we got at the show and, uh, we'll see you guys then. Yeah. Uh, co- also, come by SBX and buy our comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you can find me. Yeah. Nick will be at table L8. <laughs> and, uh, what? yeah. Well, I, your comic will be. Uh, <laughs> and, and my comic will be there as well. So, uh, maybe we'll see you guys at the show. Yeah. Cool. All right. Bye.